You are listening to Totally Casual Motherhood, the podcast, and I am your totally casual host, Camille DePaula. Hey everyone, I'm back. I told you I'd record another one, so here I am. I've got my little wine glass of margarita, skinny girl that is. <laughs> no, this is not sponsored by skinny girl, but... You know, I wouldn't complain. Hint, hint. <clears throat> Anyways, I don't know where I'm going with that. <laughs> so I wanted to talk about something. Something that is really personal to me, um, to my husband and, and to our family. Uh, because I know that there has to be some of you out there who have either gone through this before or are currently going through this kind of situation. Um, I hesitated about sharing it at first because, first of all, I don't want it to be like highlighting the fact that, um, you know, my my husband's going through a hard time and consequently um, we as a family uh, went through kind of a tough time. But this podcast episode is about unemployment. So about six months ago, Matt lost his job, which was really just sad as it is for anyone who loses their job. But unfortunately he was told, um, sorry, we have to let you go along with, I don't know, like six to 10 other people in the office. I think, I mean, don't quote me on that, (laughs) but, uh, right before Christmas, believe it or not, I don't know why, but it seems like that happens frequently. Um, yeah, it kind of sucks. Right. So we were kind of blindsided. He had been with the company. He loved it. You know, life is life. And that's just the ball game when it comes to working for a company. It can happen. But anyway, so we were kind of thrown into this state of, well, oh, shit. <laughs> Pardon my French. Because, I mean, he lost his job and it was Christmas time. And all of a sudden we had to halt all plans. Like we could no longer go to visit my family for Christmas because I, you know, we had to be smart with our money. We didn't know, you don't know. That's the thing. When there's unemployment, you don't know how long it's going to last. So that's quite a challenge because you feel like you cannot plan. I mean, unless you've hoarded money or if you've saved really, really well for years, um, chances are if your husband or you or one of you, both of you, whatever, lose their job, um, you're going to find yourself being like, oh my gosh, we can't spend a cent. We don't know how long this is going to last. This is scary. Help me. (laughs) I want my mommy. (laughs) That's how I felt. And, um, but anyway, so yeah, we were kind of hit with this Mack truck of news and it was, it was funny because in the beginning, um, we were very kind of like happy-go-lucky about it. Like, oh, it'll be fine. This is totally going to work out. Like, you know, stiff upper lip. We're cool. We're going to do this. We're not thinking negatively. This is going to be totally fine. And you know, that's good. I think it's definitely a good attitude to have because the opposite of that, the other option is to dwell on the negative of being in that situation. And it is a very negative situation. I mean, Matt is the sole provider in our family. Um, I mean, I work as well, but you know, it's a very much so a part-time gig because that's what I've chosen. Um, and so it kind of left us, you know, it left us in this spot of it being kind of shaky ground. And I mean, poor Matt, I mean, 
I just, you know, give it up for the providers of the family, like whoever that is, like, because seriously, that weight that they carry must be enormous. I, I can't imagine it because I've never been the sole provider. So I don't even know what that would feel like, but holy bejesus, like seriously, like that's a lot to have on your shoulders. So, and you know what? I didn't even realize it in the beginning when he first lost his job. I was only like, I was only thinking positively like, oh, we're going to be fine. This is going to be great. Matt, you're fine. It's cool. Yeah. You look like you're doing good. So that's cool. Let's just keep going. Woo. Yeah. (laughs) But here's the thing, you know, being positive is great. But it then comes to a point if there hasn't been a fix, quote unquote, or there hasn't been a new job that has just happened um, very quickly, uh, you know, things start to get a little tough. Like you kind of go from being super positive to then being like, well, uh, is everything going to be okay? And then months go by and you know, you, Matt has applied for jobs and then they've fallen through or he would talk to a company and they'd be super interested in him and be like, yes, and meet with him and have him out for dinner. So it would be like, yes, okay, it's happening. It's happening. Oh my gosh, this is totally happening this time. This is amazing. Awesome. We rock. (laughs) And then it would fall through. And the gosh, there is nothing more crushing to the ego and just to hopes and dreams in general than just kind of something falling through like that. And I know from Matt, he felt there was a bit of him feeling, you know, rejected, um, that he wasn't good enough and that he was still failing, um, which stinks. But I mean, I can talk about that in a little bit. Um, but I, I, the reason I wanted to share about unemployment is because I really feel it can be super easy to talk about the good stuff in life and how you're rocking your marriage, which is all great stuff. I mean, I mean, I love listening to that stuff. It's all great tips and it it definitely inspires me and motivates me. So it's not like we should stop talking about the positive. (laughs) That's not what I mean. But I hope that through this podcast, I'm able to bring maybe a different perspective. Um, one that speaks about the realities of life in, in a career, in a marriage, in parenting, in, I mean, just anything A to Z, um, and talk about it in a real transparent way, sharing the struggles, the real, real struggles as a human being, but then also highlighting, you know, the joy and the happiness that one can find even in the rockiness of life. So anyways, that's kind of a side note, but I want to, I kind of want to like drill that in because that's a big deal for me. It has been one of the most challenging times in our lives, um, as a couple, as individuals, uh, but you know what? It has also been one of the most amazing times that I have experienced with Matt. And I guess I'm going to try to explain why, um, And like the process that Matt and I went through, um, including some of our experiences through this unexpected unemployment that just so happened to last half a year. (laughs) If somebody had told me that's how long it was going to be when Matt first lost his job, I probably would have keeled over (laughs) right then and there. (laughs) But I guess that's why you don't know the future before you've met it. So awesome. (laughs) Works out better for everyone that way. Anyways, so 
Okay, I just lost my turn of thought. Hello, Camille. Come in, Camille. Okay. Um, okay. So. Okay. So <laughs> I promise I'm getting to the point. Um, I honestly, when Matt first, so this is how it happened. Matt called me like during the day at like 10 o'clock. So that's really random. Like he works at an office. That's not a usual thing for him to do. And not only that, I could hear car noise in the background. And he kind of said, Hey, and there was just this little hint in his voice. And I immediately knew, like I immediately knew I was like, he's in his car. He's driving home. He called to tell me that he lost his job. Well, bam, that's exactly what he did. And you know, in that moment, like my heart sort of dropped and I was really just more so upset for Matt than I was anything else. But I, I honestly, from that moment, was super hopeful. And that's not you. That's not my usual self. <laughs> Let me be clear. In the past, I would have freaked out. I mean, maybe not at Matt, but inside, I would have freaked out and like broken down and like had just you know like a full on, you know, breakdown. Um, but this time around, I really felt a lot of peace from the beginning. So that was amazing. I think that was a gift. Um, but so, anyways. He called me and I was like, okay, we're going to be fine. Like I basically told him, I was like, okay, well, obviously this wasn't meant to be anymore. We're supposed to go on a different path. Okay. Awesome. Go team. <laughs> That's how it went. Um, but then, so we went on and time went on, but, oh, that's what I wanted to say. I, the only thing that I was really worried about was I immediately thought, Oh my gosh, Matt and I are going to be around each other 24-7 for who knows how long. <laughs> that might sound terrible <laughs> because, you know, he's my husband. And of course, I love being around him. I love spending time with him. Like he's my other half. He really does complete me. Like he supports me in ways that other people just cannot. They can't fill his shoes. But that said... Matt and I, you know, in the past when we have spent long periods of time together, you know, with not like the normal breaks of going off to work and whatever, we have kind of ended up really getting on each other's nerves and really learning to really push each other's buttons in the wrong way. And it would always result in kind of these nitpicking all the time and fights and it just would happen. So I really did have this big fear that that was going to happen. So I wasn't necessarily scared that he would not find another job because I had total faith in that. Um, he's never let, you know, any, you know, me down or his family down in that regard. Um, but I really was, I was kind of terrified that we would not be getting along, you know, after a month or so. Um, but you know what? Time went on. Um, Matt was applying for jobs. He was hanging out with the kids more. He started doing all the even like the cooking. Oh my gosh, amazing! Like seriously, seriously. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> I uh, I don't know. I may have mentioned it on this show before. I don't remember, but I am not a cook. I don't appreciate it. I don't. No, I wait. Hold on. I do appreciate it. I appreciate it when other people cook, but I don't appreciate having to cook. <laughs> Like, I just don't like it. Like, baking is one thing, but, like, I just don't like – I don't like meal prepping. I don't like grocery shopping. I don't like cooking. Um, So thank God that I was sent Matt because Matt 
like thrives in the kitchen. He loves it. It's his thing. He gets excited. He tries new things. He is all about it. And man, do I reap the benefits. But anyway, so he started picking up that. So there were so many good positive things that came about through Matt losing his job as sucky of a situation that it was. There were so many good things that I just saw happening and blossoming every day. It was amazing. Like amazing. I never would have guessed. And we managed to not kill each other which was amazing. Somehow we were finding a way to get along. Um, now I say that and with the positives there, you know, there's going to be struggles. There's going to be some negatives that, you know, the kinks of life that you have to work through. Um, so like one of the first challenges that started to crop up and kind of cause some upheaval and just just tension. And it's just, it naturally happens when you find yourself in this circumstance, I think. But we had to give up some things. Like I mentioned, we couldn't go see my family. So there was the one we had to give up planning. So there was no planning of trips. There was no planning of lessons for the kids. There was no planning of weekend plans. I mean, literally we, we cut it down to not basically not spending any money except for paying the bills and buying groceries. That's what I'm talking about here, people. (laughs) So we just didn't do anything. And that might sound absolutely horrific, terrible. Like that's what I was thinking in my head. I was thinking we're never going to do anything. We're going to be bored all the time. Well, let me tell you, it wasn't that bad. Actually, our lives slowed down a lot. The kids played outside all the time. Um, Like we just learned to be okay with a simple life. Now I realized that I was going to talk about the negatives, but now I'm going off into the positives again, but I feel like this is worth talking about because it seriously blew my mind because I get kind of anxious when I feel like I'm going to have to be at home all the time, even though I love being home. Um, but I really was so surprised that as soon as we took money out of the equation, um, we were forced to not be able to do those random things you know, around Charlotte on the weekends, we were forced to, you know, continue to wear the clothes that we have and not purchase anything new. Um, we were forced to, I don't know, I'm trying to think of something else, really look at how we were spending our money before and just stop and just slow down and realize that we didn't need certain things. You know, you don't need to eat out. Um, you can cook at home and it can be just as fun, if not way more fun. And it can even be simple. Yeah. So we just, we learned a lot in that regard, um, that you can have a beautiful life without money. I mean, we had money, but you know what I mean? With superfluous amounts of money or just extra to do X, Y, and Z with, it's not necessary. And that was, um, a really cool thing to gain perspective on. But anyways, back to the negatives, please. (laughs) I really just love talking about negative things. So let's get on that. (laughs) Just kidding. But, um, but it's important to touch on them, I think. So these are the things that came up, um, with having to give up things. It, even with the positives of learning that we didn't need a lot of money, it still could feel kind of suffocating. And it was such a challenge to not be able to plan. Um, Matt and I, you know, we kind of halted going on any kind of real dates outside of the home. And you know that after a while that can really wear on you. You feel like you're doing the same thing all the time. And on top of that, um, you know, Matt was, is, was also home for the six months as well. Um, so it really did start feeling really monotonous. You know, you get up, you do the same thing and you just 
do it again the next day. So after, I would probably say after four months, that's when that started happening. And that can be super frustrating. And as human beings, of course, sometimes that can result in, you know, you just get frustrated. So what do you do? You can, I mean, I do, I tend to then kind of subconsciously or consciously begin to take it out on the people around me. So I'd find that I would just start feeling kind of uneasy and unhappy in our situation. So then I would almost pick fights uh, with Matt in my frustration and vice versa. Um, So not always fun. And this other, the other thing that also came up aside from not being able to plan and the tension that built with that, but also, um, in the very beginning, we ran into struggles of balance. And by that, I mean, we, everything changed. So imagine it being like a seesaw. So when Matt was working and I was at home doing my normal thing with the kids, the seesaw was very balanced. Matt was at work and he knew that I was at home taking care of the stuff at home. Well, now Matt was at home all the time and, but he wasn't used to being at home all the time. Um, he was used to being at work during the week. So both of us had to find this balance again, which was super just unnatural for us in the beginning, because with Matt being at home all the time, I found myself getting very frustrated. Like, (laughs) okay, I know that he's applying for jobs, but like, he's not applying for them right now. So like, hello, could you maybe help me? (laughs) You know, there's dishes in the sink, you know, you know, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. You know, Hey, Hey, I'm over here. Hey, what you doing? (laughs) So it became this kind of thing where we had to face this tension with that as well. Um, and of course I, and both of us had to learn to communicate with each other on this. And I had to say, Hey, I know you're not used to doing X, Y, and Z, but now that you're home, I really need you to do X, Y, and Z. Um, and, but we had to work through that. Of course, um, you can say you just need to communicate well, but you know, in reality, you know, sometimes it's harder than it looks. So we just had to sort that out and you know what we did, but it took some time. And then Matt was very much so in the flow with me and he was, you know, we were splitting drop off and pick up of the kids from school. He was, you know, doing helping around the house. He was doing, you know, just doing, you know, half the workload of what I was doing before, before he lost his job. So that ended up being really awesome. Um, now, the other thing that ended up being challenging was we decided like three, four months in that we should probably apply for help for assistance um, with food stamps, um, health insurance, because at four months, you know, I was starting to get a little nervous, you know, still wanting the kids to be able to go to the doctor. And then also just not wanting to spend the money that was very quickly dwindling in our bank account. Um, so this was a hard one. This was a really tough one. I'm going to be honest with you, but I think it was really necessary for us, um, in our growth through this process. Um, but 
applying for food stamps, man, that is a humbling thing. Let me tell you, I don't know if any of you, um, out there have done so. And I'd be interested to hear back if you also had the same experience, but I just found myself having such a hard time, even just applying because for me, I felt like I, man, I don't know how to put this, but honestly, (laughs) it felt not demeaning, but it almost felt kind of humiliating because I had never been, we had never been in that situation. And to admit that we needed the help, that was a hard pill to swallow. Um, but the more we thought about it, the more it made sense because we could really benefit from it. We had no income or what we had was dwindling and we did not see the end of this unemployment, even with Matt applying for jobs and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I finally did it and I applied for food stamps. We were approved and I got the card in the mail And let me tell you, I took the card out, activated it, put it in my wallet, and I could not use it. I could, but like me, myself, I did not want to use it because, again, I felt like there was such a stigma attached to it um, that if I used it, people would look at me differently, you know, just all like ridiculous stuff that I have in my mind about it. But I didn't use it for probably the first few weeks that we got it, even though I should have and we could have used it <laughs> um, because I had such a hard time overcoming this hurdle. And I don't know. That really made me think. I mean, this is a whole other conversation for another time that I'll touch on it now just for a second. But it really made me think, like, is this how people feel? You know, if they need assistance, you know, food stamps, do they feel less than? Like, you know, it just, it really made me think. And it really, really served me a piece of humble pie. Let me tell you. And man, I am grateful that that was there for us. Even though I kind of, you know, was about using it. It has been such a good thing for us, a positive. And, and I'm thankful that it can be a positive to other people, but man, I did not realize like how it would feel before we had to use it. And it was tough. It really was tough. Like I had never would have thought that that would be a hard, just emotional process. And many people go through that. And, um, man, yeah. So that was also tough. Um, but again, I'm glad that we were kind of put in that situation where we had to do that because it really did give me a new perspective on that and how other people who need help and assistance may feel, um, because I, in, in some way felt it as well. Um, so that was really interesting to me. Um, so I guess in saying all of this and in sharing this episode on, you know, my husband being unemployed for six months, there are four things that I kind of want to be the takeaway for this episode. Um, one is I, you know, Matt and I both learned the importance of giving each other space. 
Because I think in the beginning, we were happy to just be around each other and we really did need the break because when Matt works, he really works. Like he puts his nose down to the grindstone and man, I have to twist this man's arm to take a day off. Like Matt is one of the hardest working men, you know, that I have met, you know, not met, but you know, have known very personally. Um, he blows me away with that, but you know, it didn't mean that he didn't take a lot of time off. Um, and so all of a sudden we found ourselves with all this time together and it was amazing. Um, we did stuff around the house. We just sat around together, which is something that I just don't allow myself to do very often. Um, I just want to keep going, keep going, keep going. But you know, Matt's presence there being with me, it slowed me down and it did, it brought me a lot of peace and a lot of rest that I think Matt and I both needed physically and emotionally. Uh, so that was great. But what we did learn after having so much time together, I mean, come on, people, we're talking about six months here. <laughs> six months when we couldn't really go anywhere. So I don't know. You tell me. How do you think <laughs> that goes after a couple months to a few months? Uh, you know, we just started getting on each other's nerves, you know, just, you just do. I mean, right. Anybody else with me, you just do. You get on the other person's nerves. It's going to happen. You're human. So, and especially me, I'm an introvert and man, did I need my alone time? Like I needed like the saving grace of God. <laughs> Like, I was like, oh my gosh, like inside I started to just be like shaking internally. I'm like, I need my alone time. <laughs> and that's just there like, huh? What's up, honey? What's the matter? You want to hang out some more? Come here. Let's hang out some more. Let's just hang out on the couch. And inside I'm like, no, <laughs> just find something to do. <laughs> Go somewhere. <laughs> I just want to watch my desperate housewives alone. <laughs> so yeah, that started to happen. Um, and I mean, yeah, so we would get annoyed with each other and that would be like, why are you in a bad mood? And I'd be like, I'm not in a bad mood. And you saying I'm in a bad mood makes me get in a bad mood even more. <laughs> so yeah, anyways, it's funny because it's past now. But like those, you know, just those little bickering fights where you just start to get onto those nerves and all that. So we started to notice that and we had to kind of back up a little bit you know, regain our composure, let off a little bit of steam. And I think we kind of just naturally learn to give each other space. So Matt did a lot of like applying for jobs and Matt also likes to play video games. Um, and like, so he would find his spot upstairs in the guest room and it would give us like a few hours or a couple to a few hours a day where we weren't just like practically breathing down each other's necks. <laughs> um, and I would be downstairs doing my normal thing, having my own space back because this house, like this home, like it really was my space for so long during the week. Um, that that was a challenge for me to give that up. Um, and especially since, I don't know, sometimes guys, you know, not all guys are created equal. <laughs> Some are more tidy than others. And my 
loving, amazing husband just so happens to be one of the messier ones. So my OCD was like off the charts. You know, he just leaves stuff around. He's just kind of mindless. He also has ADD, so that doesn't help either. And so that also was kind of chipping away at me and causing annoyances. So, you know, we had to give each other space. We had to learn to give each other space. And I think that actually brings me into the next point, actually, talking about how Matt is a little bit messier and I'm not, and I like things orderly. I have, you know, even though that doesn't actually happen, let me be, let me be clear. Our house is still a mess, even though I like things orderly. It was still pretty much a mess when Matt was not home all day. But I think what it was is that he was adding, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? He was adding to the mess that was already there. And it was kind of like overwhelming my mind. Like I was going to explode. So, but this brings me to my next point. Number two, I learned through, and Matt too, through the unemployment, um, to not expect too much from the other person. And that might sound weird because you definitely want to hold your significant other accountable. Absolutely. 100% agree with that. But here's the thing. They, they're human. You're human. And just like number one, giving each other space, you have to, or, you know, we learned still learning, honestly, but to not expect too much from them. So when Matt first lost his job, I was like, honestly, I was making mental lists. I was writing lists all excitedly and motivated about all these things we were going to get done because we were going to be the power couple. He was finally home. I had all this time. We would organize the garage. We would like organize our house, organize our lives. Our backyard would look like the secret garden. (laughs) I had all these plans, but uh, here's the key. These were my plans. Keyword, my. They weren't necessarily Matt's. So that was another frustration that we had to deal with and we had to make it through um, and, and compromise and communicate. And it was, trust me, it was super frustrating to me because anytime I would see him sitting and not applying for jobs, which, geez, Goodness gracious, I could have given him some grace because this man was applying like every day. Just because he wasn't applying 24-7 doesn't mean that he wasn't, you know, you know, working hard at trying to find another job. But anyways, and I would just see him sitting there on the couch on his phone and I'd be like, um, <clears throat> tapping my foot like, did you not hear about my mental to-do list that we were going to conquer while you're home unemployed? Like, hello. <laughs> You're letting me down here. (laughs) And I would find myself starting to kind of get, I don't know, like a little resentful. Maybe not resentful is not the right word, but just kind of like, oh, like grinding my teeth. Like he could be doing so much more with me. Why is he not? And so I did. I dealt with that for a while. And there were times when Matt, you know, could have definitely gotten up on his feet and and help me out with whatever it was that I had asked him for. Absolutely. I think that in a relationship, it's important to realize that, you know, it takes two people and it takes two people to, you know, fail at certain things in a marriage. Um, and it takes two people to positively move it in the right direction. Um, that said, it's not always 50-50. I don't believe in that, but I think you get my point. But anyways, going back to my point that I was giving was we had to learn to not expect too much from the other person. So Matt has learned to kind of meet me in the middle with things. So maybe not necessarily tackle the 5,000 and 10 things on my mental to-do list, 
but to kind of hear me, hear me out, hear out the things that I would like to do and the goals that I want to reach with him and kind of come to a happy medium for both of us. So, and he's been awesome with that. Um, and so we worked on some things together around the house and it's been awesome. Now we haven't checked off every single thing on my list, which is man, such a shame. <laughs> Cause then we'd live in a perfect world. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But, um, but like, so, but like, it really was, it was like this thing where we had to learn a new balancing act and it ended up working out, but it did not work out from the beginning. It wasn't like we snapped our fingers and all of a sudden we were doing it the right way. No, it took work and it took listening to the other person. It took compromise. Um, I mean, we're still not a hundred percent there. We're never going to be there. I mean, come on, this is, this is the world and we're human. And that's like, the fun of marriage and the struggle of it as well is that you're constantly learning to adjust and to work with the other person and to respect them and love them through that. But anyway, so number two, don't expect too much from the other. That was a tough one for me, but you know what? I am giving myself a little silver star, not a gold one yet, but a silver star because I believe that I've done a good job, um, you know, was pushed to do a good job with that because I had to learn to not ask him for too much, even though he was at home all day. Okay. Number three, it's okay to not be okay. Now this one is one that I just wrote down in my notes for today because it dawned on me that this was probably one of the biggest lessons that I learned. And I actually was didn't become aware of it um, until I had a conversation with my brother. We were having a long conversation about the challenges. This was like a month ago, and Matt still hadn't found a job, and I was super frustrated and just downtrodden. And I was saying how, I don't know, I just don't understand. I'm having all this anxiety because I was, you know, if you listen to my last episode on self-doubt and anxiety, um, I don't know if I touched on it, but I was starting to have panic attacks. Um, which I've had when I was younger too, um, which I mentioned in the last episode. If you listen to it, hint, hint. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, listen to it. <laughs> um, but I started having panic attacks again, which I haven't had in years. But this is the weird thing about anxiety. It creeps up on you. But anyway, so I was telling my brother this and I was like, I don't understand. I've been so positive and so like encouraging and confident in the fact that Matt's going to get a job, but I just feel so weary, so exhausted. And this anxiety is just getting me. It's getting in me without me like willing it to, you know what I mean? Like sometimes I think you can let yourself be sad, for example, or something like this, but this anxiety, like it caught me off guard. So anyways, I was telling him this and you know what he said to me? He said, you know what, Camille, like it's okay to not be okay. I mean, that might not be word for word, but that's essentially what he said. <laughs> I think it sounds so good. It sounds good. So that's what I'm sticking with. But that's essentially what he said. Um, more so instead of like being afraid to say that it's not okay, the situation that we're in, and I am not okay because of it. Instead of like being afraid to, to, to say that and to be, to embrace that, lean into that and accept that it's hard, accept that it's challenging and accept that you're just not okay with it. You're not okay with how it's making you feel and how hard it is. Um, and that, because I really, 
I think what he was trying to say and what I realized after we got off the phone was that I really had to accept it for what it was. And yes, of course, it's good to be positive in all situations, but I think it's also so important for one's own humanity to kind of accept that one, you can't do it all, but two, that you're not this superhuman that can just power through everything that life throws at you because it's not true. So I felt that once I just sort of handled that and said, this is what it is and it's hard and accepted it for what it was, it made it, it actually did start to feel better. And, um, and again, I mean, you can have your good days and your bad days through situations like this. So it wasn't that I had this anxiety and, you know, depression through the entire six months. Like you have your good and bad days, but excuse me. Oh my gosh. This is the second time I've burped on the podcast. I swear I will work on this not happening again. <laughs> okay. Um, but like, it's okay to have those bad days through a tough process like this, but you really have to give yourself grace and it's, it's a good day to slow down as much as you can. Um, but anyway, so those are the three things that I learned through this situation. Um, and I mean, you really do, you have to push forward and hope and you have to find joy in the little moments. And I think that is something that Matt and I maybe necessarily, we weren't faced with before. I mean, on a certain scale, We've had financial struggles since we got married. I mean, Matt and I really, we started from the bottom, um, like the bottom of the bottom. So we understand um, hard work. We understand working on a really tight budget because we have been there and we've been there for a long time. Uh, This situation was different though because we're a little bit older. We're not newlyweds anymore. We have three kids. Matt was developing like an established career you know, heading in the right direction or the right direction that we thought, you know, we should be going in. And then it was all just cut away, all taken away. And we're left here with still our kids. And, and you know, that's a tough, that's a tough situation to be in. But so I feel like we needed this time to grow. Matt and I needed this together. We needed it separately to grow personally Um, but then also find strength in each other and to learn to communicate even better than we did before. Um, apparently we had a long way to go (laughs) because we have learned so much about communication, about respecting each other, even in the hard times. Um, even when you want to yell at the other person (laughs) and tell them what to do, (laughs) um, just, we have learned so much and you know, you don't know, I don't know. I don't think you really know if you can believe in yourself, really trust yourself and have hope in this life um, until you're forced into a situation that is very difficult where you don't think that you should believe in yourself. You don't think that you should find hope or joy in it, but then there you are. You're in that tough situation where honestly you don't have another choice. You have to. You have to push forward and you have to have hope. And you have to find the happiness and the joy in those everyday moments because you don't have anything else. There are no other distractions. There's not the distraction of spending money. There's not the distraction of planning trips. 
there's not the distraction of just the extra stuff. Um, it's like we were cut down to the wick. Um, and it, in, in a way it was probably one of the most beautiful things that Matt and I have gone through as a couple. But not only that, like, I feel like I've changed so much through this process. I have reordered my priorities. Um, I just, so many things and I have a newfound respect for my husband and which sounds weird because the world will tell you that you develop respect for people who are doing all these wonderful things and have a great job, a great career, et cetera, et cetera. But you know what? No, I don't, I don't think that's what it really comes down to. What it really comes down to is developing a deep respect for the person for who they are and how they face the daily struggles and how they face you in your own personal struggle and how they can sit with you and look you in the eye, even though they're suffering because they feel like a failure. Um, I mean, Matt and I had this conversation together where I was kind of blind to it. I was just thinking that Matt was doing so well, that he was so courageous. He was fine. And that kind of broke down to me one day when I was selfishly <laughs> having a meltdown about something that didn't matter, you know, cause I was frustrated cause we don't have any money yeah, you know, something along those lines. And Matt said, you know what, Camille, like, I don't know if you know this, but like, I know I'm really trying to be here for you and be a support for you. And I, and I am, and I'll listen to you. Like, tell me what you need to tell me, but I feel like a failure right now. And I don't know if you know that. And man, that got me. It was like a punch in the stomach because it just felt silly. I felt like all the things that in my in my head of the things that I wanted to do, the things that I wanted, you know, to possess, the places I wanted to go, it didn't matter. Like here is a man sitting next to me that loves me, you know, his entire being and gives, gives, gives. He gives to the kids. He gives to me. He's sitting there listening to me, you know, go on about the things that, yes, were valid problems for me, but he's listening to me without complaint and he's just, but then he tells me that he is really hurting and that really opened my eyes. Like that was a really powerful moment for Matt and I. And we had a few of those powerful moments, um, where like where he had broken down in that situation. I also broke down in another situation and was kind of having this, <laughs> um, not mid, not middle life crisis. Cause I'm not there quite yet. But just having this moment where I was like, oh my gosh, life is not what I thought it was going to be at this time, at this stage in our lives. What is happening? I feel like we have no control. I feel like we're not going where I thought we were going to go. We're never going to get there. You know, wah, wah, wah. And like other, you know, other things like that came up a couple times during this six month long journey where Matt and I really had to face each other and look at each other in the eyes at the human beings that we are at our raw emotions, our raw being and our, you know, just our, our real intense feelings. Um, and we had to face those and that's not always comfortable. It really just isn't because you don't want to go there. All, you know, you want to keep the peace. You want to be that fluffy, wonderful, awesome, hot, <laughs> you know, significant other to your person. But sometimes 
you don't. You falter and you find yourself in these tough situations. And I don't know. I think that's when, so going back to my point, I think that's when your your faith is really tested, when your strength as a person and as a couple is really tested. And But it's also when you really grow. Isn't that interesting? It's when you really grow, when you're put into those situations where you have to look at each other for who you are and what you're going through. Um, without distraction. And that's a powerful thing. Like that's seriously a powerful thing. So I don't wish hard times on any of you, (laughs) I promise. But, and I'm sure many of you have been there in, in, in not unemployment, but you know, struggles with children, struggles with an illness, you know, struggles with, um, grief and in the passing of a loved one. I, I think you can all understand what I'm saying. Um, it's like, love being tested by fire. You know what I mean? It's just, that's what it is. Um, and it, it's, it's truly, it sounds weird, but it is a beautiful, beautiful thing. You don't see it maybe in the moment when you're sobbing or you want to strangle your partner. <laughs> but in hindsight, I'm thinking about it now. It really has been the best thing ever that I ever could have asked for. And that is amazing. It's amazing to think that in life, these upheavals can happen and you can be knocked off your feet. And yet, even though in that moment when it happens, you think it's the worst thing ever, it actually turns out to be the biggest gift. And I'm blown away by that. I am just so blown away by that because it has been one of the hardest times and one of the best times, this six-month long journey with Matt losing his job and being denied, um, not denied, but being told, nope, we're going with somebody else, moved on to somebody else, him feeling rejected, feeling like a failure, me feeling like I don't know what I should be doing, if I should be going full-time to work, um, me struggling with knowing how to support him um, in this tough time, um, and also feeling disappointed when things weren't working out, when we couldn't make plans, when I couldn't, you know... (laughs) spend money. (laughs) Um, but you know, it's just, it has been such a positive regardless of all that. Um, looking back at it now and that's pretty cool. And I, that's honestly what I wanted to share. I wanted to share the real stuff that we went through. Um, but also share that there's a silver lining to it. So if you're struggling to find hope, and you're struggling to find joy in your current circumstance, no matter what that may be, I'm telling you, girl, girlfriend, guy, whoever's listening, hang in there. Hang in there. Try to just see past that. And if you can't, just do your best, you know? And uh, look for the joy. That's so important, to look for the joy in the hard. Just do it because it it pays off. Trust me. And, and I'm such an Eeyore. <laughs> Trust me. When things don't go my way, I become Eeyore, by the way. Um, so this is hard. It's quite a challenge for me. But I, when I push myself to smile, when I push myself to find the good in a day, even when it's a hard day, it pays off so well. So anyways, thank you for listening. I feel like I kind of just went off on little tangents. I hope it made sense. Um because I really, really wanted to talk about this because I know that it will speak to some of you that have been in tough situations like this before. Um, there is a way through it. There is good 
that can happen even if all it looks like is bad, bad, bad. You might be surprised. That's all I'm saying. As always, everyone, thank you so much. Thank you so, so much for tuning in to another episode of Totally Casual Motherhood, the podcast. I appreciate everything that you're doing for me. Um, I do ask that if you really do love this podcast and listen to it uh, regularly, if you would like, subscribe, review it on any of your favorite, whatever your favorite listening app is uh, for podcasts. If you do that for me, that would be amazing. It would put a smile on my face and it would help me to continue to move on with this podcast and make it into what I hope that it will be someday. And you can find me on social media. Forgot about that. So find me on Facebook, Totally Casual Motherhood, on Instagram at Totally Casual Motherhood. I love getting direct messages. I love getting comments, likes, all that. Like your feedback and support mean everything to me because I don't always know who's listening. So when someone comments or privately messages me and tells me what that episode did for them, man, it fills my heart. It really, really does. Um, and I have to thank all of you that have done that for me. I, I see you, (laughs) I see you and I appreciate you. Anyways, I hope you tune in next time. It should be coming soon. I'm not sure. Hang with me, but I will be pumping out another episode soon. Cheers.